Hello, everybody, and welcome to Drinks. This is part three of my conversation with Chacho Saldana. Let's go. All right, Chacho, you were going to share a poem from, is it from your book? Is it from your recent writings or what? what well, yeah, I mean, let, let me just, let me just correct myself a little bit. Uh, so, so we were talking a little bit, a little while ago about how we're from the border. When we're from the border, we really interject languages so we talk in english and we talk in spanish it's really easy to do that uh, um, yes. um so i i apologize if in between our conversations i did that it just happens that way um yeah i think that what we can do if, if you're cool with that this is just uh um I, i'll give you a little uh, uh, a little uh synopsis of what this is we can talk about it and then we we're done if you're good man yeah, yeah absolutely let's do it but uh um so um so my my grandpa bought, had a hat store in 1949 right on the, the first street when you cross the border into piedra Coahuila. the first street is called la calle hidalgo ah la calle hidalgo and down the hat store like a uh, half the block is where the mercado began. That's Zaragoza. No, la Zaragoza la que está atrás. Zaragoza is behind Hidalgo. Ah. So Hidalgo and then Zaragoza, right? Zaragoza ah. so is, is also the stream of the market, but it's the behind street of the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the street of the market is uh, uh, is uh, La Calle Hidalgo. And that's mm. where I grew up, and that's where my grandma's hair salon was, and my uncle's a uh, hat store was and so i was growing up the um things have changed but back then the lines were backed up every single day monday this through is, sunday. this is in the city of Piedra negras right obviously with uh with a lot of tourists and they would come and you know buy cheap silver and and buy drugs and buy uh, uh not not i don't mean like, like i mean like you know, like whatever, like over-the-counter drugs, but like cheaper and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, they would buy uh, uh, cheap guitars, get their get their uh, shoes polished, and buy tortillas, and and it was just it's always going. And so I grew up there. You know, that's 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 uh, my upbringing. Mm -hmm. And Nico Pass, that was where I went to school. But in Piedras is where I grew up, and and so uh, I I wrote this little screenplay called the 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 devil of san auxilio and uh this is in my little collection that we shared earlier is called uh this one's called san auxilio 1984 and it, it's really short it's uh, about three stanzas and it just says this and it's just describing the place <laughs> ready ready it says uh downing ice cold orange fantas in thick glass returnable bottles in one dramatic gulp gringos bustling the streets sitting in cars by the curbside hustling in and out of shops swamping the sidewalks everybody's bargaining cheap silver or strumming out of tune barracho guitars mm. mexican peasant shoulder top blouses in every campesina's reliable color, swing on their hooks in high demand. <laughs> A two-lane, too tight, one-way street back to the States, congested with plates from all over. 
the pavement here forever scalding. Here, the tar never seeps in. That's it. That's the poem. That's beautiful, man. That's so beautiful. Porque, y al final, güey, at the end, man, I, I, I feel, because I remember it's like, there was always so many cars, man, and I used to race around the cars. Like, I used to race the cars from the end of the street to begin, from the end to the end of the street, and um, I would beat them because there was no distance, you know? It was like I would race them all the way to the top and uh, um, and beat the cars, and there was always guys at the end of the street blowing fire from their mouths and <laughs> selling chicles and I remember that. And and women down the corner, down like literally like like a couple yards from me, like like without legs, just begging and but this is what we saw every day. It was just like this is what we saw life. all the time. Huh? That was normal life. Yeah, but that's what we saw. Like that's that, and 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 I knew them all. Like I knew all the uh, por dioseros way. I knew them all. I knew all the beggars, and and we knew we my my grandma used to have a, a you know those little spray cans for like their hair because she had a, be a beauty salon, and yeah. we used to we used to fill one up with water, and we would chase one of the uh, uh, kid beggars that was there because he hated water, and we would chase him with the water. <laughs> <laughs> and we would run, and we would chase, and we were mean. And then he started kick our ass, <laughs> and he would kick our ass, man. And uh, 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 um, so, man, you got me into this into this uh, um, podcast. So I got to read to you this. So watch. So and you can take whatever you want out, but uh, this third one. It's the same thing. It's like, it's all about this experience. And do you remember Pulgarcito, the little boy? Of course, man. Pulgarcito, oh, explain oh. to American audiences what that is. Well, well, Tum Tum, maybe. Like Tum Tum kind of kid. Like, oh, uh, some, like uh, Tiny Tim. Or Tiny Tim, yeah. Or Tiny Tim. But uh, um, when we were kids, there outside of my grandma's house, um, these these people always around, always dragging and drunk and always, all times of the day, man, always out there at the house. And there was this guy named Mundo. And I titled this one Mundo at first, but then I titled it Pulgarcito because I, I put myself in the picture and I titled it that. But hmm. so, so this is what it says. And, and so it says this, it says, Piss and Pints of Pulque. And pulque is, 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 is that it's regular a drink. drink. So he kind of drink, and it's, you know, it's a peasant drink, really. <laughs> Piss and pints of pulque. A cantankerous scar crowns his scalp. A lesion healed in home remedies. From bedraggled gray geese who love their mezcal more than children, than their children. I've instinctively recognized a stout scent using only fancy. So I've recognized him only using my fancy because of all the examples of that before me. And then it says, the record store by the traffic light, se llamaba, ¿te acuerdas cómo se llamaba? This jockey or no? This cojones. This cojones. Dude, of course. 
so the the stanza says this: the record the record store by the traffic light from a glitching public address speaker sporadically soundtracks our ventures. Hmm. Louis Prima egging on our pranks and jollies. So Louis Prima singing along while we're pranking and jollying, right? We we hook a peso to a fishing line. We gather around to watch tourists spend for a bill. We pull whimsically. Hmm. We hide behind the shrub hedges and raft iron fence, landing in unimaginable laughter. <laughs> a true gruffalo in need of a belt bumbles down our cathedral's nave, and we, us, four fickle altar boys, callow, in the middle of our Friday tomfooleries and hopple my thumbings, we wait. Exhaust clots everyone's great cerebral vein. Fumes cloak any basking in what I know now find picturesque. Boldly, I among the rest, I dare out of the troop heedless of my repercussions. I toss a fuchsia mil pesos right across the fuddling and watch him fall for it. Mundo, the old drunk, drives his arm through the rail at me. The other scram. He pulls me from a thick batch of my hair, slams an empty cuero pint on my noggin, and he flees. And he flees? And he flees. <laughs> Oh man, that was beautiful. Pero en ese entonces, man, so we 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 uh um so I was the same picture I was painting you about about that street. We 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 kids we used to hang out and we used to hang out we used to hide behind the bushes and we used to throw a dollar bills or, or sometimes pesos and we used to uh we used to hoop them with the fish lines. Right. We used to throw them because people used to always walk down the, the sidewalks. And of then when, when they would bend over to get the, the bill, we would pull it. <laughs> and one time, and we all knew about Mundo. And Mundo, we, nobody would fuck with Mundo. But one night, one day, we fucked with Mundo. And it was me. I, I decided to throw the bill out there and throw it on Mundo. And Mundo was coming down, falling, down, down down the old sidewalk, man. And all the kids, I remember they're telling me, fuck it, don't fuck with Mundo, dude, because he's fucking <laughs> crazy. Because he had a big old gash on the back of his head, man. Like, right. The guy was fucked, man. And he did it. And, uh, and, and once we, I fucked with him, he reached over and immediately grabbed me from my hair. And everyone was scrammed. And, and wow. when everyone scrammed, he pulled me towards the, the to, towards the gate, towards the fence, and he slammed me with this fucking bottle. I don't know if it was bottle of cuervo, but it was that's what I wrote. I just wrote bottle of anticuervo, you know. And I wouldn't think that Mundo would have slammed me with a bottle, a full bottle of cuervo, <laughs> you know. So I thought it was an empty bottle of cuervo, and, and uh -huh. yeah, he smacked me and, and fucked with me, and 
and he scared me. Huh. It's That's a cool little memory, you know? Tacho, why the fuck? Why do you think that poetry, why do you think art in general is important to humanity? Humanity? Humanity. Why do you think poetry is important to humanity? Art is important to humanity. Why? Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I think... You do know. Uh, Tell me. No, I, I don't know. I, I think that... Uh, I think that you and I and, and everyone else is... That we're all succumbed to, to everything that came before us. To uh, we have rules and we have regulations that come before us through, through, uh, through our country, and through our uh, uh, religion, and I mean, and basically, country and politics are formed based off of religion. So everything is kind of intersected, interjected, right? Um, no, I don't think that's and, right. And, yes, I I know. And then, and then I think that 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 what poetry what poetry is is this man i think that poetry is just um a, a, a man that or a woman that can just be it's it's weird that you ask me this because i've never tried to like i hate it when you ask me this but i like it at the same time no i like it because like i'm trying to find the words it's just like trying to feel feel um Here's how it is. I, I can't. I'm gonna say it like this. Um, when I sit and I'm peaceful and I'm happy and I'm comfortable and I'm, I, whether I, 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 I might, I might be upset. I might be unhappy and I might be hurt. But when I'm in a certain place. It's almost like a uh, uh, like an, like a uh, like a vomit, like an eruption, like a, it just comes and it just goes and it goes on the page. And so this is the way I see poetry for me. Things go on the page, and there's a lot of words. There's there's a lot of them. They're everywhere. They're mm -hmm. everywhere. You know. And I just write. And so what I do then I just cut. Like a like a nice uh, like going to see your nice barber friend, right? And you cut around, and then you cut, and you paste, and you hmm. and you take take certain things off, and add a couple of things here, then make it look nicer and pretty, because it's 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 like a it's very fragile. Hmm. It's very fragile. You're trying to get like this like real honest uh, sentiment and feeling. But you also don't want to overdo it. Do it. But you also don't ever want to underdo it. And you also don't want to sound cliche. Because poets, for what it's worth, a lot of a lot of uh, artists or artist types are, you know, man. I mean, they're fucking, you know, uh, pretentious. And and there's some bullshit to that, you know, because really. Uh, 
if you break things down, everything is art. Absolutely. If you break things down, everything is art. Like, like uh, um, in one of my poems in, in that book, uh, in Songs of Depression Sexuality, I talk about the Wabi Sabi. And the Wabi Sabi is, is basically, it's like, it's a contradiction to like Western, uh, Western, uh, um, interpretation of, of, of what art is, which is Look, this. At, at the end of the day, but, I but think. Let me finish, let me finish because I'm going to lose my train of thought. And, and it's basically this, that you find beauty in everything that you would normally not find beauty in like a, like mm. a, like a, um, like, like Ricky is given by his girlfriend, right? Like a, a vase with a, or a vase, right? With, with, with a rose and the, and the vase is, is cracked and Ricky sees the flower being beautiful, but he also sees the effort that she put because the vase is cracked. Huh. So the, the beauty's in the crack. Hmm. The beauty's in the effort, not in the goddamn fucking rose, man. Hmm. You know? I mean, you know, like, like there's things to be to be had. There's things to be seen and things to be heard that of we don't course. look at all the time. I mean, the other day I was driving over to my, my father's and I noticed there was a temple down on the other side of the street, and I was like, how have I never seen that temple? I don't even know what fucking denomination that That's temple happened was. to me, yeah. Have I never seen it? Like, I drive through here like 250 million times. I've never seen it. Why, bro? Why? Look, at the end of the day, I think that whether, whether art or poetry or whatever you want to call it, is um, whenever you call whatever people call bad poetry or bad art is when it's all about themselves. When it's all about like, oh, like oh, I'm talking about myself and then I want to appear chingon and I want to appear yeah, right. and, and, but But beautiful. That's awesome you said that. But, but beautiful art, that. but beautiful art is when it's about you, when you can totally identify and relate with total, with your experiences with the person that's saying that. And a clear example is Vincent van Gogh and his paintings about his ear being chopped off and him painting and even though it's about a painting about himself a self portrait like <laughs> that's a selfie right there like it's a selfie but it's the ultimate selfie because you can see his hurt you can see his love you can see but do you think but do you think that his humanness but that I think that that's great that you're saying that. So so what you're saying is this, and I think that that's what I'm missing is like, do you are you saying that an artist has to be in 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 a sense, for, with all bullshit aside, egotistic, like because like okay like like okay so Van Gogh right, 
Van Gogh is a painter and he paints, right? And I, I, I can probably bet, I mean, Van Gogh did, did not probably, did not make a lot of selfies before the year. <laughs> so, so, so here's the thing. Like, I always try to tame my ego. And and it's hard to tame your ego when you're an artist, right? When you're a and when you're a poet or when you're a, a musician, right? Right. Like I try to, I I know I try to tame my ego. Okay. My ego can go far. Like my ego is is another being, man. So so Van Gogh, Van Gogh, like by him his first selfie. That's a that's an ego trip, ain't it? It is. But fuck yeah! It's all about him. Kind of, but but at the same time, he's expressed. He's valuing himself, and he's really cognizant of the fact that everyone values him. No. Yeah, of course he is. No. He's doing it. Dude, like, come on, like I would never. If I was a badass artist, right? If I was a badass artist, and everyone knew my art, right? Everyone knew my art, right? And it was so fortunate of me. Why would I do that? I would do that because I knew everyone would be like, fuck, Josh just made a fucking self-portrait of him. Let's look at it. That's why he did it? I don't think that's the point. No, I'm not saying that's the point. I'm not trying to discover Van Gogh. I'm just having a badass conversation with you about that shit. Like, like there is an egotistic thing. An artist, an artist, like a, an artist. This is what Brooke tells me. She says, you gotta sell yourself more. You gotta talk about yourself more, and 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 you're good at that. Like, but but I'm not good at that. I'm not good at that. Like right now, I'm good at it. Like I'm enjoying myself because we're talking and we're hanging out like friends. And I can see my poem right here on the side of the page, and like it's fun, right? But outside of that, like I can't be like, hey, look at me. I'm trying to read my next poem. You know, like. I can't, I can't do that part. Okay. Pause right there. Pause right there. Pause that thought. I think that what you're experiencing is that someone else being me is giving importance to you. Now that doesn't say anything, but I think that whenever I share my stuff, whether it be the fearless speaker pot, I mean the fearless speaker course, be being that my music, like I share it, be it that my poetry, I share it, be it whatever the fuck I want to um, share, I feel that it has a shitload of importance to me. Yes. And I share it with other people. Just as like you, I feel you're very important in my life, in my life, as selfish and egotistical. And I... Why? Oh, I get it. I get it. No, no, no. You're, you're very important because you care about me. And... But that's not the point. The point is that I even care about my own writing and my own, and I, I, I do get it. Like, yes, it's egotistical, and it, yes, I am talking about me, but when you go beyond yourself, 
when you go beyond what is like, oh my God, I'm so cool and I'm I'm like the greatest fucking shit ever made and whatever the yeah, fuck yeah. like assholes do. Like I think when you feel that it's about your audience and that when it's about you know, I don't like yeah, like yeah, I think I'm kind of cool. But I don't think, like, I'm super cool, like Elvis and shit or Johnny Cash. Like, I, I think I have, like, some sort of cool, but, I, like, I'm not convinced. I, I'm not convinced about myself. Like, Ricky, you're not doing a really good job about that. But, but... Uh, oh, no, seriously, seriously. And, and, but, but that lack... No, 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 but, but cool. I'm just going, dude. But that lack of coolness is going somewhere because I like to share because my humanness, I think, is what's more cool. Like, I, I don't really give a shit about me being the Fonz or being, like, I don't give a shit. Like, I care about my love. Uh, uh, like, look, can I share a poem with you? I, I'm going to share, like, I, this was totally not expected, but I'm going to share a poem with you that is called Without Love, okay? Without Love, and I'm going to put propagandy. Mm -hmm. And these are lyrics to a song. But, okay, it goes like this. All in nature ends in tragedy, and I was the first to finally fade away from my grandfather's memories. And how long until the day my memories of him finally fade away, dissolving into gray? Now, is breathing just the ticking of an unwinding clock? counting down the times it takes for you to comprehend the sheer magnitude of every single precious breath you've ever wasted. I did everything I could. I bargained with the universe to take my life instead of hers. But no amount of money, drugs, or tears could keep away her here. What purpose did her suffering serve? Is breathing just the ticking of an unwinding clock, counting down the time it takes for you to comprehend the sheer magnitude of every single precious breath that you've ever wasted? So much misery, so much indifference to so much suffering. We can become tempted by appeals to hatred. This world ain't nothing more than what we make of it. Revenge ain't no solution to the inevitable pain every, every single one of us must face in losing the kindred spirits in our lives, like lives so brief, so disappointing, so confusing. As crony slipped away, I held her in, her, in my arms, reduced to... Please don't leave me. What will I do? But this cosmic sadness 
is just here to remind you that without love, breathing is just the ticking of. And all of that shit. So there's no ending. Breathing is just the ticking off. Well, I mean, the chorus of the song is breathing is just the ticking of an unwinding clock, counting down, down the times it takes for you to comprehend the sheer magnitude of every single precious breath that you've ever wasted. So all of that amazing, beautiful words and feeling was all written about the cat that he lost. Wow. And, 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 it's, and, it, and it sounds like it just came spontaneously, man. I have no idea. I did not write that poem, but it's one of my favorite songs in the whole wide world. From? From Propagandy, a punk rock group from Canada. And when I read that, huh? When I read that, I was like, holy shit, these guys are deep. And they are deep. And Chris Hanna, which wrote, who wrote that lyric, those lyrics, wrote that about his cat that was dying. Fuck, really? That's some deep shit, man. And I totally related to that. And I guess did you relate to that thinking it was a cat, or did you relate to that thinking it was love? Just love. Like uh, the love. first, the first time I heard it, and even right now I hear it. I don't care about the cat. I had yeah. no relation to the cat. As much as I know, I fucking hate cats, and I <laughs> cats. There are cats. And it's all about the love that you as a person feels about something or someone or even yourself. And I, I think that that's what's cool about it, that we all can relate to that love. And that's all I have to say about that. Deep, man. And Chacho, we have to hang out again and record this and put this out because I think that all of the years that I've been friends with you. Man, that was a badass fucking ending, dude. That was a <laughs> fucking badass shit, dude. I just love using metaphors and just talking about things, man. Like, I just love it. I just love just making sense of things out of like things that don't make sense, man. Apparently, like like uh, uh, it's great, man. Uh, um, I need it. I need it in my life. I need I need to talk to you, and I think it's a good thing. I think it's therapeutic. I think you should call it uh, uh, Ricky's Ricky. <laughs> and what do we call it? <laughs> Drinks with Ricky and therapeutic, and therapeutic. <laughs> therapy. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, no. But seriously, like, like I don't know. Like, I think that that um, that all this comes to like you have to like we you Chacho have to come back, and we just have to talk again, and that's all we have to do. And just like in life, and just like w with. With you, with your with your talks with your girl Brooke, which beautiful. I just love the relationship that you guys have, and and with with Basi, the relationship that we have, and with everybody that 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 surrounds us, man. I think it's just beautiful, and I think it's a beautiful world that we've created, and I think that we just have to amplify it in some way or another. And this is just a platform to amplify all that. And Chacho. Pues ya estamos. Fuck yes. Ya man. estamos. Pero vamos a hacer esto más a, a, al rato, esta semana que entra, next week. We're going to do this regularly. Talk about whatever you want. Yeah. Then, you, should do, uh, you should do one of those things where, uh, uh, like, like, you can have, like, it live, and someone comes on and says, like, a question, and we'll be like, "Hey, see, 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 so, yeah, seriously, yeah, like, that'd be cool, and I would love to hang out." Okay, well, I mean, what I wanted to do it like that, do it live, like do yeah. a live thing, you okay. hang out with me, hang out. Well, my goal with this was to just introduce you to everyone that I know. And and so hopefully that everyone that I know is just like, hey, pinche chacho, he's a cool fucking guy. Yeah. Well, what I should do tomorrow is I'll sh I'll send you whatever I forgot what I read, but I'll send you like the the poem so that we can just like put them on your little thing. Yes. All right, chacho. Well, you know that I love you very much, and like, we'll be back here on drinks. All right. <laughs> I love you, cabron. Okay, bye. Some paper up my heart. Yours are woven battle scars and your freckles finger licking. Alright, and that was part three and the final part of the conversation with Chacho Saldaña. We had an amazing time. And uh, just to remind everybody at RickyMendoza.org is where you'll find all the show notes and stuff related, even uh, a link to the video, um, because this was a, a, a visual thing as well. Um, just in case you're interested in seeing that, it will be at rickymendoza.org slash drinks.